Good day, fellow hoteliers, and welcome back to the Hotel Marketing Podcast. This is episode 238, and you're tuning into a phenomenal episode today because we're talking about something that could impact each and every one of us. What we're going to be talking about is what happens when a hotel really steps in it and has a serious PR disaster. It's something none of us want to face, but over time, it's inevitable that it could happen to us. With that being said, let's go ahead and start the show. So here we go, on to episode 238. Thank you so much for joining us. And what we're going to be talking about today is the case of the Crossroads Hotel in Newburgh, New York. But before we do that, I want you to know that if you want to get the show notes to today's episode, some of the links that we're going to be talking about and the specific tips, go ahead and go over to travelboommarketing.com slash podcast and use your thumb or cursor or however you're navigating today to go to episode 238 which is titled, What to Do When You Just Did Everything Wrong, Recovering from a PR Disaster. So it's very important. I would say check a look, take a look at the notes. There's going to be a lot of information that you can learn there in addition to the topic today. But let me first go ahead and set the stage. Okay, picture yourself. It's May in Newburgh, New York. You are a couple who's about to get married, and you book a bunch of rooms at a property. In this case, it's the Crossroads Hotel for all of your wedding guests. The wedding is, is close by. It's a location that does not have a lot of rooms to start with. And then all of a sudden that you find out all of the rooms that you've booked for your guest for your upcoming wedding have been canceled. You do a look around. There's no other rooms available. You're getting married at a place and there are no rooms for them. Why did this happen? So that was kind of the first question that they asked. And what the people found out was that the Crossroads Hotel had canceled all reservations because they had a busload of migrants coming to the property from New York City. Uh, it's around 60 miles up the Hudson or so and are going to be staying in the property from a long-term perspective. Now, we're not going to be triggering anybody here, so yeah, everyone kind of relax a little bit. We're not talking about refugees, illegals, asylum seekers, whatever you want to call them. All we're talking about today is what hotels need to do when something like this were to happen. So it's not really so much about the political side of the equation. This is purely an operations discussion of what do you do when this happens? Because if you think about this in advance, you come up with a strategy. If you were ever uh, approached with a offer to shut down your property, you may want to think twice about how you want to handle that. Now, I will say this. So this came out early-ish May, and it's been all over the news, particularly in the hotel circle, because of the bad press that the property is getting. So if we look at some of the different articles that are about the topic, they are you know, all over the place. CBS has content about it. New York Post, a lot of the other I mean, New York local papers all you know have to do with it. But let's go ahead and just kind of set up a, a, a brief overview of, of what happened. So this couple booked 37 rooms and the guests quickly booked them up and were ready to go. About a week or so later, the hotel canceled the reservations and the couple was left scrambling for rooms for about 60 guests. What they found out was the property chose to 
remove all guests from the property or their upcoming bookings to take advantage of some type of pricing offer or something to house asylum seekers or illegals or refugees, whatever you want to call them, at the property. Now, a couple things, obviously, that are a big concern here is what happens with the existing guests. And two, the property also has to figure out zoning rules and things like that. So what happens when you're a short-term property and now you have people staying for months at a time? And we'll talk about that in just a second. But here's where everything went wrong. The number one PR crisis is no comment, or number one rule, should I say, is no comment is always the wrong comment. And that's what the property did. They, they really made a big mistake in terms of simply ignoring the situation and letting it get out of their hand. So that's kind of what we want to cover today. And to do that, we're, we're going to dive into that as well. But first, what we want to do is jump in the Wayback Machine and go all the way back to episode 15 of the Hotel Marketing Podcast, which was years and years and years ago. So long ago, as a matter of fact, the news of the time was how hotels were jumping on Pokemon Go. So it's definitely nothing new. This is, uh, I believe, back from 2016. So there's basically five ways that a hotel, like the Crossroads in this example, or any hotel, can handle a PR disaster. Now, all these five reasons don't work for everybody, but what you do have to find out is which one works specifically for you so you can employ the right strategy at the right time. And we're going to go through these quick because we've got a couple of things to go through as well. The very first thing that a hotel can do when a PR disaster strikes is turn lemons into lemonade. Now, again, like I said, this would not have been the case for Crossroads. Uh, if you're Crossroads, I absolutely suggest don't try turning lemons into lemonade on this one. So what that means is, you know, if you can, you know, find a way to take the issue that a guest is having that is causing the, the PR problem and turn it into a good thing, you absolutely want to do that. This should be your first go-to given the opportunity. A good example of this is anytime there are natural disasters in a location. For instance, let's say that you have you know, a hotel, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, in this example, a hurricane's on the way and you have to force all your guests to evacuate. Okay, and immediately guests are going to be very upset about that. This is not a good thing for them. However, you have to switch that to make it appear, or, or really not even appear, to highlight the fact that you're doing everything you can. So ways you would go about that is very publicly, you know, let people know that this is unfortunate, you, know, you hate that, you're not able to accommodate the guests' vacations, but here's some things that we can do. Because people aren't coming, we're giving them a great rate and we're helping them rebook later in the year. Because our F&B departments are going to be down and we have the, the tools to help support the community, here's how we're feeding people in the area when the power is out or when homes are destroyed. Here's how we're delivering more. If you can do that and you can take something as a negative and turn to a positive, it's always a great thing to do. And that really should be the first thing you look at in terms of addressing a PR issue. Works best, obviously, if it's a situation where you're not the direct cause of the problem. Uh, in the case of Crossroads, this wouldn't be the strategy you want to follow because you were the one who decided to make a decision and say, I'm kicking out my current reservations and I'm going to be replacing them with other guests. So with that being said, that is the first thing you want to go for. 
The second strategy is going to be called embrace and turn. And that's where you want to create the content and switch the conversation. Really, really good example of this is if you have some type of problem at your property and you're, you find out that you're losing control of the situation to go ahead and overly compensate, put out great content, become the expert on it. Uh, this can happen like with, with water quality issues or different issues like that, where, you know, it's something that you may have had a hand in, but you can, <clears throat> excuse me, correct. And you can do it in a way that makes you look really good. You know, we've seen properties do this. I mentioned the water issue where, yeah, there was, there was a complaint where, you know, the ocean water at a certain property was dirty and the property went overboard showing all the steps that they went to, to ensure that their property was being environmentally conscious, that the beaches in front of the property was safe and really overloaded the news cycle with great, valuable, relevant content that made the, the situation show that while it was an unfortunate situation, it was not necessarily in the realm of control for the property in that particular case. So that's the second thing that you could do. First one is limits the lemonade. Number two is embrace and turn. The number three thing that you can do, and this is actually a pretty important one that I think if everybody used this word a lot more, the world would be a better place, but that is own up and apologize. Talking to you crossroads on this one. This one's probably pretty important. If you find that you've done something wrong, the faster and quicker you go about making amends and apologizing, the better. We'll talk about that a little bit, but own up and apologize is an incredibly important tool from a PR perspective. Again, I'd always go back to say this as well. Speak with legal counsel and make sure that you're not setting yourself up for any type of litigation because you are omitting fault to something. In this case, a lot of times what you're doing is apologizing for the situation. You don't necessarily always need to apologize for something you specifically did if you think it's going to get you into some legal hot water. And when you do this, you got to be sincere, right? You have to sincerely say, I apologize. You got to go over the top and make it right. And more importantly, you want to show what you're, you're doing to make sure this type of thing doesn't happen again. Because a lot of times guests are, or I'll say that particular guest, but other guests that are watching this conversation can be pretty forgiving if they know that you've learned your lesson and their stay is going to be better because of the things you've put in place to prevent something from happening. So that right there is the third thing you can do. The fourth thing is the riskiest fight. What I mean here is if you are in the midst of a PR disaster and you didn't actually do something wrong and you feel like you have both the ethical, the moral and legal leg to stand on, it is okay to fight back and push, but you want to be very careful about that, that you don't appear that you're, you know, punching down or you're trying to cover something up. That's, it's a little bit tricky, but it can be very, very important to do. You have to make sure if you're choosing fight that you are one clearly in the right and someone else that is causing the problem is, is found. You have to present your evidence in the most fact-based, transparent, you know, uh, unable to be disputed method possible. Because if it looks like you're just getting aggressive to defend yourself, that could come across wrong. Prove your point. Be nice, though, and always take the high ground. So 
I'm sorry this person felt this way, but here are the facts, this, 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 and this. This is what you have to be kind of careful, but when you have something like a someone at the property did something wrong, you want to make sure that you know, you're highlighting that. So for instance, if next door you had a, a problem at the property or next adjacent to the property, it impacted the stay at the property and everyone's now making it appear that it's the property's fault. You do want to be clear, hey, we did not do this. This is the problem. We are with our guests. We're frustrated by the situation. This is what we're doing to make it right and show that you're on the side of the guests, the community and everybody else against something that is truly the problem. Again, it's, it's, it's a dangerous solution, uh, strategy if you don't actually hold the moral high ground and you're not actually correct. I'd also say if, if you ever do the fight, go the fight route, understand that humor is a great icebreaker to help kind of ease the tension a little bit as well. And then the fifth way that you can handle a PR disaster is passively monitoring. Sometimes the best way to handle a situation is to sit back and watch and see what happens and make your decision as time goes on. Like I said, typically no, no comment is always the wrong comment. If someone's asking you something from a, if a media representative comes up to you, ask you, that's not what you want to do. However, if it's a situation uh, where you don't necessarily need to tip your toes in or dip your toes into it, then that's probably what you want to do. Uh, perfect example of this is right now from a political and cultural perspective, the whole trans thing is huge. Bud Light should probably just sell beer and not necessarily pick a side either way. This is when you want to passively monitor. You want to make sure that you're serving your customers. You're being a good steward to the people who are supporting your brand, but you don't want to necessarily jump in and end up becoming a lightning rod for frustrations on either side of an argument. Again, I think this kind of goes to a, a brand, a hotel, a beer company, kind of knowing what it is that they do on a day-to-day -day basis. If you're in the business of making guests happy, well then make guests happy. Don't necessarily veer off and start having some political commentary here or there. People are with you to get away, to escape everyday life and have a great experience. Do that and do that really well and let other people worry about the other stuff. Uh, if, if it's a, in that case, it's a broader PR disaster. But in, in general, if you can sit back and kind of see what happens, you may want to do that up until the point where the spotlight is on you or you're directly involved, at which point the fifth strategy of passively, passively monitor is the worst thing in the world. Don't do that. You want to go ahead and, you know, start looking at strategy one, two, or three and four, if you absolutely have to do so. But knowing that, let's talk. So those are the five strategies. But now that we know what those are, let's dive in a little bit to what's happened to the crossroads. And I'll give you a little bit more of, a, of the situation. First of all, it is a, it's a private company or a private hotel. It is part of the Ascend collection within Choice Hotels. Now, the media... CBS, New York Post, and whatnot all reached out to Choice. They said, hey, it's it's just a, you know, a, you know we, we don't control that property. You know, it's not part of our full flag. So we don't know what's happening. Sorry, we can't help you. Again, the first thing that happened that there is somebody basically in it one way or another said no comment. Again, that's a problem. 
the media reached out to the property and it was crickets. No response, no communication whatsoever. As far as I know, at the time of this recording, maybe afterward they responded, I'm not quite sure, but you know, as of you know, mid to late May, I haven't really seen much of response from the property at all. By them being quiet, it means everybody is free to start making up their own story, which is horribly, horribly bad if you're the property and you have a bride who's crying on the side of the road because she has no place to stay. That's not a good look for any property. And what that means is people will go other places to try to make this right. And in, in the case of the Crossroads Hotel, which is located in Orange County, well, now they have a problem because the county is looking into the zoning regulations saying, wait a minute, this is not an extended state property, meaning that the property could be in jeopardy of losing business licenses or having fines or a lot of other things. Beyond just the fact that the hotel guests are upset and frustrated, now you have people reaching out to the local politicians. The local politicians are feeling heat. They're reaching out to the hotel, not getting any answers. And it starts creating a really negative, you know, he said, she said type situation. And people could very easily overreact. This property could be in really bad shape because of the decision to say no comment when no comment wasn't necessarily needed. Now, it's kind of you know died down a little bit over the last week or so. But again, this is really an example of not paying attention and not more or less uh, seeing the direction that the community around your property is facing. Because one of the things, obviously, that the reason the politicians are involved now is because you know the locals are upset that there's going to be a hotel full of people who aren't part of their community coming in, using community resources, uh, taking taxpayers' dollars, and that's not necessarily a good thing when every time something that's a, a lightning bed for you know political commentary happens, it's a picture of your hotel shown in a negative way. You have to be really careful about that. More or less, that is, is the situation. We don't know why the property decided to kick out and cancel all the reservations. We don't know what type of financial situation or compensation that the property is receiving for housing the migrants that are coming up from New York City. We don't know any of that stuff. So it's, it's all up to speculation. That's where I think the property is missing the road because they really did need to step into PR disaster mode and start addressing this first and foremost. So it's, it's unfortunate that they didn't do this. And as a result, I think they're going to see a lot of uh, backlash. So how, how should they have handled that? Well, we talked about the five things that you can do in a PR thing. Once, in this case, it's pretty clear that they, they did not need to turn lemons into lemonade. They don't need to embrace and turn. They don't need to fight, which is number four. They really have, I guess they really have two things. They, they could embrace and turn or they could own up and apologize. Now, if they were to embrace and turn, that would have to look something along the lines of, we are so sorry that this happened to the wedding party. You know, we made a hard decision, but we knew there were all these people in need and they needed immediate help and they could not, they had nowhere else to go and they need to be here for several months. If we didn't do this, you would have hundreds of people who had no place to live. 
as a result, we made a very uncomfortable decision and we had to close or turn away reservations that we already had. We're going to make this better by doing this, 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 and this. So that's really what they should have done. However, they waited so long that the only thing that they can do now at this point is own up and apologize. It's too late to jump ahead of that media cycle for them and now turn, try to turn this into the good guy position. I don't think that's going to happen for them. So now that we know that pretty much the only choice that the Crossroads has is owning up and apologizing, how would they go about doing that? So let's go ahead and take a look at another top five list. This, this one comes to us from Forbes magazine, and it's called the five A's of a PR crisis. The first one is assess. Now that means calmly and despite the stress, identify the issues and what the best course of action is going to be. A lot of times you can war game this in advance and kind of understand what might be coming down the road. But a lot of times it might have come completely out of left field and you don't know what to do. If that's the case, just take a moment, look at the situation and figure out what to do. If you're crossroads, the moment you hear that you have the opportunity, because I'm sure they, they weren't forced to take these migrants in, they had the opportunity to say, okay, if we do this, what is our response going to be to the probably rightfully deserved PR backlash? Once you've assessed the situation, if it, the case involves it, admit that you are at fault. Or if you know, even worse, if you are, let's say, lying, you want to go ahead and admit it. You want to be transparent because immediately you're going to need to work on building back that social capital and that trust with the community, the media, and your customers. But go ahead and admit the problem right out of the gate if you can. And then address, which is the third A, specifically what you're going to do after apologizing for it. Say, I am sorry. We made a decision. I was not happy with it. We should not have done this. We made a mistake. But now what are we going to do to do the fourth A, which is atone? <clears throat> so you've already said, realize you had a problem. You've admitted the problem. You specifically laid out what the problem is, which is proving that you own the problem. Now let's atone for the problem. Make it right. Whatever you did, find a way to not only make it right, make it 200% right. So if you're the crossroads and this happened, you have 60 people who were completely planning on staying in your location, staying at your property and enjoying an amazing wedding. You need to make that right because there is not only the bride, there's not only the groom, all their family, all the people staying with them. Think about the social amplification of those people. You know, every one of those has followers. Every one of those people have friends. And every one of those people is not saying how they had an amazing time at the Crossroads Hotel. So you have to make that right. If that means putting them up in another more expensive property, if that means finding a bed and breakfast, if whatever that means that you have to do to atone for the sin that you committed, you need to do it. The good thing about this is if you atone correctly and you you show the community and your guests that you made a mistake and you fixed it, and not only did you fix it, you made sure that everybody who was involved is now 10 times better off. Well, if you can do that, then you could almost go back to the first thing, which is turn lemons into lemonade, which is what you will ultimately want to do. But you have to do this in a very genuine and authentic manner. It does this 
this can't work as a, you know, oh, we're going to pay these people off and go away. You're just going to look aloof at that point. And then number five, the last A is adapt. Move on and and be the better person, be the better company, and understand that it's going to take a lot of time to rebuild your clout, your social capital, and everything else that you probably burned down with whatever issue that it may have been. And for the crossroads, that's probably going to take a while because they've accepted these migrants. They're going to be in the community for several months. The question becomes is can they ever recover and become a thriving, you know, short-term transient type hotel once you become known as a a long-term place or all the negative publicity that goes around having more or less a migrant camp in a community that didn't necessarily want that. So they have to be very careful. So one of the things that I wanted to do kind of as we're going through this, we understand the the five strategies to prepare for a PR disaster. We talked about the five A's from a Forbes magazine article of what the crossroads should have done. From there, what I did is I reached out to the folks at the brand agency who we work with on a very close basis and handle our PR and said, hey, let's talk about the situation. What did they do right and what did they do wrong? So you know, in talking with Casey, who's our PR team member, I said, what did they do right? So first thing she said was, okay, how did Choice handle the situation? Because whether Choice wants to admit it or not, it is on the name of the property. It is a Choice Hotels. If you go to Google and you type in the property, it is a Choice Hotels website that comes up on top of the individual properties website. So I think Choice needed to do a better job addressing the situation. They need to go through those things and help that property, even if it wasn't contracted to do so, in order to protect their own name. It always goes back to look how Chick-fil-A supports a disaster. Something bad happens in their community. They are on it. They have team members out there with their branded shirts on and everything like that, feeding people and making sure that they know that something bad happened, but we're here to help. I think everybody would know this is not Choices, Choice Hotel's corporate mistake, but how they addressed it and how they helped their flagged owners manage that mistake would have been, I think, a good way to go. Okay, so next question is, how did the individual property handle the situation? Again, her comments were, one is you obviously have to address the issue and you have to address the people impacted. Not necessarily just address the people impacted in terms of talking to the media, because the reality is the media is the mouthpiece by which you're speaking to a, a broader community. But the people impacted were the guests who cannot stay at the property, were the guests who are already in the property had to move out. And actually, I forgot to mention it. The, the people that they were also kicking out, you had one person that was a disabled veteran. So then it becomes, oh, you're kicking out disabled veterans to make way for migrants, which again is opening up PR, you know, disasters and different sides of the political aisle starting to get all riled up. But you have to adjust all the people impacted. So the people staying at the property are getting moved, the people who can't move into the property. And then I think you also have to say is, you know, the crossroads need to address the community as well and explain what they were doing in the best way possible. You know, people are always going to assume the worst unless the hotel can come out and say, no, I'm doing this for good philanthropic reasons and it feels like it's the right thing I have to do. With that, the property probably should have worked on switching the conversation 
to why the property was in a bad spot. I'm not saying make the property a victim, but what I'm saying is show that the property had a hard decision to make and they did the best with what they had. It could have turned into a little bit more positive for the hotel, but what we're trying to do now is just show that the property was in tune with the community and understood what the, what the problem was. Uh, now the question also became, and this is a, another question from the, the PR team was, you know, did the hotel's legal team prevent the hotel from doing the right thing for fear of future litigation? You know, did they go through this, you know, cycle to figure out what they should have done? And the legal team said, no, no way. Don't say anything because the hit to the bottom line for our negative PR is probably going to be less than any future litigation that could be coming down the pipe. Based on the way the PR situation was handled as a whole, I don't really think that one comes into play simply because they would have done other things, uh, talking to the media a little bit, uh, pre-staging the issue, letting people know that they were coming. There'd be a lot of things that would have been done that legal would have been involved in. So what are a couple things that the cross surge really should have done? There's four things that they could have done. First and foremost, they should have also reached out to Choice to get their guidance. Say, hey, here's what's happening. We're about to have a real storm in New York. We may need some of your help. And if you get to pay Choice or if Choice is going to cover that as part of your agreement, whatever that might be, you probably should have been involved in that. Two, they should have helped address the crisis and the onset of what was happening. They needed to be the one letting people know what was happening not keeping themselves quiet. Number four, they need to make a very personal statement to the guests who were impacted, not through the media, one-on-one to those guests. And most of all, they need to lead with sympathy. They need to go back to kind of what we talked about on the five things from Forbes. They need to atone and make this right. If they haven't done any of those things, and as a result, they're kind of in this PR purgatory where, People are frustrated. They don't know what to do. This has been going on for a while. And it, on, on an ongoing basis, it's just chipping away at the Crossroads brand and, and future guests. And the, you know, from the political side, the local political leaders, what are they going to do to the property to atone for the property's mistakes to their constituents? So it, it becomes kind of a, a big thing. So it's 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 interesting conversation. I, I kind of want to kind of throw this out there. We didn't include any news because this is relatively a newsroom in itself. And if uh, if you really think it's important, I can sing the newsroom song later for for this episode. But there's a couple of different ways. I got links to various news articles from CBSNews.com, uh, from New York Post, and then several other sources about the issue. And I also have a link to the original episode 15 of the Hotel Marketing Podcast. If you want to go back and listen to uh, the old original audio that we talked about, the same type, type of situation. But with that being said, that's pretty much what the episode is today. You know, if, if you find yourself in a PR situation, please make sure that you think about how you could be the best hotelier you can be, the best innkeeper, and do the best you can to be a good human, right? You know, what can you do to make things right? Even if it wasn't your mistake, it is your opportunity to make the world a better place. And if you can do a couple of things that really do that, it's going to help you from a PR perspective, clearly. It's going to help you from a social perspective in a huge way. 
and it's going to help your repeat guests really, really believe in you. If it's something that you've done, again, be honest, be transparent, atone, and adapt and move forward. But again, like the, the, the PR team says, no comment is always the wrong answer. You have to have something to say when the people with the microphones come around and ask you questions. That's all I got for you today. That is the Hotel Marketing Podcast, episode 238 from Travel Boom. I really do hope it was helpful for you. And I do hope that you'll go over to travelboommarketing.com slash podcast and click on episode 238 for the show notes, but also the specific tips and things that you need to do to keep in mind for when PR disaster might strike your property. Because unfortunately, it does happen. And if it's happening to you, I apologize, but please do the right thing. Follow our advice, and hopefully you can turn lemons into lemonade. That's it. That's all we got for you. If you enjoyed the podcast, please share it with everyone. We would love the the recommendation. And if you like it enough, go ahead and head over to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcast and leave us a good review. I would love to get more reviews in. I probably need to get back to reading all the ones we've gotten in the past. I thought that was a, a nice feature. We'll kick back off. But that's all we got. Thank you so much. Again, travelboommarketing.com. And visit us and join in next week when we cover 239, getting really close to 250. We've got to figure out something big to do there, but we'll cross that bridge when we get there. With that being said, everyone, happy hoteling, and we'll be back next week with more tips and tricks to make your hotel marketing that much more effective. Travel Boom is here it comes out. Uh-huh.